Good morning. I'm Wimala, and I'm coming to you rather late today. I have been sidetracked with some calls. I have a retreat coming up this weekend, starting today and leaving for that. So uh, some phone call, important phone calls that sidetracked me. So my apologies if you're if you're usually here live. I did want to read a little bit more in Wisdom is Bliss before we do our practice. Uh, I'm just skipping around in the book, and I've, I wanted to share a little bit from his chapter on realistic creative effort and see how this fits in. When we think of right effort, when we talk about the Eightfold Path, we often think about the effort to, to uh, practice for our meditation practice and just the effort it takes for us to continue on the path and flow with the path and more and more just uh, that effort can be step-by-step, step, kind of a steady determination. So I'd like to read what he, what Robert Thurman is saying, talking about realistic creative effort. So I'm not reading the whole chapter, of course, but uh, just a little bit to give you an idea, because it, it might be a different way to look at right effort, or, you know, a supplemental way, because the more we study the Eightfold Path, the more meaning we see, and the more, uh, the, the more we take it into our lives and see it in a wider range of application in our lives. So this is Chapter 7 from Robert Thurman's book, Wisdom is Bliss. And it's coming from a Tibetan tradition. Robert Thurman is essentially uh, uh, to practices Tibetan Buddhism. But I think these are applications when we talk about the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Path. They are uh, the essence of the teachings for all different paths of Buddhism. So looking at how others apply them, I think, can be uh, a good education for us and inspire us. So realistic, creative effort. The first two branches of the Eightfold Path, realistic worldview and realistic life purpose motivation, constitute the super education in wisdom. Well, this is what we might call the supramundane. It's more the, the uh, spiritual part of the path as opposed to just the, you know, living living a good life, but it's going into a more spiritual understanding. The next three, realistic speech real and realistic livelihood, constitute the supereducation in ethics. The last two, realistic remembering and mindfulness and realistic samadhi concentration, constitute the supereducation in mind or meditation. The present sixth branch, realistic creative effort, is the engine of all three higher educations, though it can also be considered part of the super education of mind. And that's how we usually group it with the, we put right effort with right concentration and right mindfulness. Right samadhi, which is stability of mind more than concentration. Remember the six transcendent virtues, 
realistic creative effort here in the Eightfold Path corresponds to transcendent creativity in that bodhisattva set. In both systems is the opposite. In both systems, it is the opposite of despair, depression, lethargy, laziness, or hopelessness. So that's how he's, he says, sometimes this is translated as effort. The reason I translate both terms with creativity is that all words for effort, vigor, courage, diligence, enterprise, enthusiasm, etc., can be used as drivers of negative actions as well as positive ones. You could also be a creative bad guy, killer, or robber, but we usually esteem creativity as creating something good, something beautiful. So our efforts should be expressions of creativity. Creativity is also naturally associated with art and artfulness. Making a better world by educated and improving the self as a help to others. All of these move us in a positive direction. This is a sixth branch of the Eightfold Path. I really like this paragraph because we... Uh, usually translate the sixth part of the Eightfold Path as right effort. And I think uh, his using creativity, I want to read some of this again. So first of all, he's saying that realistic creative effort is the opposite of despair, depression, lethargy, laziness, or hopelessness. So if you experience any of these qualities, think of right effort and right creative, realistic creative effort is a way to think of it. So the things that lift us up, the things that help us rise up and get out of that kind of sluggishness or uh, even depression or hopelessness, So this is really important for us now. I think this time in our culture and in our world, a lot of us are feeling that. And we're still still dealing with the pandemic. We're still dealing with so much much kind of angst and anger and uh, the the discourse in the country is is very uh, antagonistic and negative often. So I want to read this paragraph again because it's so good then. Sometimes this is translated as effort. The reason I translate both terms with creativity is that all words for effort, vigor, courage, diligence, enterprise, enthusiasm, etc., can be used as drivers of negative actions as well as positive You could be a creative bad guy, a killer, or robber, but we usually esteem creativity as creating something good, something beautiful. So our efforts should be expressions of creativity. Creativity is also naturally associated 
with art and artfulness, making a better world by educating and improving the self as a help to others. All of these move us in a positive direction. This is the sixth branch of the Eightfold Path. I really like that. To review, you might have a breakthrough and be inspired that Buddha is as Buddha does. You realize that creating positive, peaceful, harmonious relations with others in the world is the powerful wave of the supreme good, that ethical actions are super pleasant, and that you evolve up through joy and benefit yourself supremely when benefiting others. This also grounds you in the first three of those transcendent virtues of generosity, justice, and tolerance with their naturally resultant states of super joy, clear light transparency, and radiation. The super education in ethicality and justice follows naturally with realistic speech, realistic evolutionary action, and realistic livelihood. All three of these ethical branches are positive evolutionary actions in that they open your being and move you toward the fun of the infinite lifestyle. They become easy and practical since you don't have to have that you don't want to have a way of living that harms others or causes more turbulence in the world because such turbulence distracts you from the peace of the mind devoted to the positive evolution of self and others. And that's another beautiful paragraph, because when we're following this path, things become more natural and easier for us to, to work with. Our speech, uh, finding, right, finding a creative lifestyle, finding livelihood, <clears throat> kindness, harmlessness, all those things become easier and easier because they, they make us feel so good. So the turmoil, the turbulence in the world or in our own lives, this last sentence is beautiful. They become easy and practical since you don't want to have a way of living that harms others or causes more turbulence in the world, because such turbulence distracts you from the peace of the mind devoted to the positive evolution of self and others. It is these steps that unblock the fountain of energetic creativity and courageous determination toward complete joy. The result is that we realize that our life is our art, and our art is the boundless love that is the will of the bliss reality and that it overflows irresistibly and enfolds all others by kindling the inner bliss and beauty they may not have ever been consciously aware of due to the habitual and instinctual error of misknowing ignorance. So, this is the, the, uh, the underlying cause of all of our suffering is not just the craving or the uh, hanging on to things, but it's underlying that is ignorance, ignorance about the reality of the world. 
So that's another beautiful paragraph. Let me read just one more section and then we'll stop. Creativity is essential to the good life. To start, though, I'm done. Oh, I'm having uh, disconnect signals once in a while, so I hope it's not disconnecting for you. So before I go back to this paragraph, someone asked, the name of the book is Wisdom is Bliss, and it's by Robert Thurman. To start, we have to realize that creativity is essential to getting something done. Hmm. In the Buddhist time, he wanted people to start a new way of life, to begin a scientific, psychological, and social ethical revolution. So he encouraged their creativity and mobilized their creative energy. Before he became Buddha, the Buddha-to-be Siddhartha's initial creativity manifested as an explanation to his horrified father as to why he would not take his place on the throne as a king of the Shakyan nation. He said something like this, I, Siddhartha, as king, could only preside over the ordinary subsistence things. Instead, I'm going to seek the higher meaning of human life. My dear father, I will not succeed you as king, and I want to help my people and all people and all beings solve their real problems, suffering, sickness, old age, death. I think I can do it, so goodbye. I'll be back, but only when I really know what should be done. What inspired logic. He essentially said, sure, I could help a few people if I took on the role of king. But think of all the people I could help if I overcame the suffering of all beings. If you follow Siddhartha's inspiration here, you will naturally reorder your priorities and make a radical leap out of conventional life, even sometimes entering, as he did, the mendicant way of life. <clears throat> In modern terms, this may look like adopting an educational lifestyle. Do nothing but find out what it's all about, and you can easily catch a glimpse of the possibility of a higher reality. You will find people who inspire you. Maybe you'll meet a Buddha or someone with traces of such enlightenment along the way. As you feel freer, you'll develop sympathy for those bound to the wheel of blind duty and you'll want to get somewhere and be someone who can eventually bring them along too, becoming a bodhisattva in training. And in the uh, Mahayana tradition, becoming a bodhisattva is, uh, is the goal of everyone, becoming someone who stays around and keeps being reborn uh, birth after birth to help others uh, along the path. And we don't that's a different, it's a different way of looking at uh, the world in the Theravadan tradition, but there's, it's really, it, it really becomes almost the same thing, I think. It's a matter of dedication to the, to the teachings. 
As mentioned early on in this book, a bodhisattva is an open or awake-hearted being who strives to benefit all of those around them over the course of multiple lifetimes until every being is liberated. You might even be inspired to take the bodhisattva vow to turn your heart inside out and live to benefit all life. The only prerequisite for being able to do so, of course, is for you to develop a mindset that has the common sense reality that lifetimes are unlimited and that you have an infinite future ahead of you, and to realize that this future is inevitably related to other beings, forever interrelated with you, and this sense of boundless future must make sense, not just be a wild leap of faith. It invokes working to drop out of the conventionally assumed reality of modern culture, that life ends in a dying into nothing, period. Breaking free of such an attitude, even if it's subliminal, is what I call breaking free from the terminal lifestyle and the exuberant sense of freedom that receives you supports your newfound infinite lifestyle. The belief that we just end at the time of death is the ultimate killer of creativity, the utterly irrational and unevidenced belief that something can become nothing is the doorway to despair. You must free yourself of that prison of nihilism to burst into the life energized by altruism, to find the bodhisattva, the bodhisattva will, to optimize reality, to love everyone as much as possible, and to have them love you as you both become enlightened through wisdom, the doorway to creativity. We should all go there and do that before we contemplate too much and escape into artificial detachment. Within the bodhisattva realm, creativity is useful at all levels. Then he goes into Buddhist art, which would be very interesting, and art as all methods of liberating beings from suffering, and then solving the planetary crisis with creativity. So it's a, this is a very interesting uh, chapter. So we'll probably come back to this. Let's see. We have some time to sit. And does anybody have, are there questions that I'm missing? Let me see. Thank you, Eva, for putting the book information up. Oh, and you did find an audiobook app. That's really good. I'm glad there's an audiobook. Because this is a is it's such a beautifully written book too. So I think that's enough reading for today. And I think this creative effort, realistic creative effort, is a really nice way to look at bringing this path into uh into our lives even more because I think maybe we need to if we if we appreciate more the creativity the the 
the beauty of this world that we experience through creativity and what we see as we look out into the world, um, that does inspire us, that does lift our spirits. Effort, whoa, another disconnection. So to even put in effort, we have to have that, have our spirits lifted, right? Or if we're, if we're down in the, the dumps and we're depressed, we don't feel that effort is possible. So why don't we sit? I think we can just sit with the concept of creativity, uh, just feeling it. Th- uh, let it. Let it just be with you. So, realistic, creative effort. And that's with our, with our lives, with our spiritual practice, working the Eightfold Path. That's, I think that puts a real lift into it, doesn't it? Instead of effort just being, just keep going, just keep going. Well, if we're inspired and lifted up, uh, that create, that's, that's creativity, isn't it? And we need that to keep going. So, let's just spend a few minutes just being together and sitting together. Let your lungs, roll your shoulders back a bit and let your arms rest comfortably in your lap. So as you're aware of your body breathing, it just naturally, you're taking in more oxygen. Just breathe in. What are you breathing in? In addition to oxygen, are you breathing in? That creative energy. Breathing in. Creative possibility. Possibility of living with creative effort in your life.
Be aware of how this concept feels in your body. Let the sense of effort feel lifted up with joy, creativity, and see if that can help lift your own spirits, just thinking that our effort is moving us towards this more joyful way of living, a joyful way of relating to others. So feeling that connection with all other living beings, not in a sense of a dread or so much work to do, but in a sense of joy, delight. Just manifesting that creativity in our lives can be a beautiful experience. Now just come back to your breath for a few minutes and just be with your breath.
Relax your body. As we end for today, may everything that we do and say and think be done for our benefit and also for the benefit of all other living beings, helping us all move, move forward with this creative, realistic effort and possibilities of creativity. So may all of you be well and truly happy and peaceful. Thank you. Uh, I'm going on a retreat this weekend, so I won't be here Sunday. I'll put another notice uh, on Facebook in case other people don't know or you forget. So I won't see you Sunday. And um, I'll be back Tuesday. Have a beautiful weekend. <laughs>